Well, hello again, everyone. We're glad to have you with us here for another edition of Daily in the Word. I am Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. We're glad you're with us today as we dive into Genesis chapter 7 and read more about Noah and the flood. And I want to start off with today the idea that these events are reality. These are things that happened in history. Some people may question that. Some people might be more on the lines of saying that what happened here is more of a myth, that it's more allegorical than it is reality. But let me remind you that when Jesus was here during his earthly ministry while he was teaching, he actually spoke of Noah in such a way as to say, yes, Noah's life is real, and the events of the flood are real events. In Matthew chapter 24, in the Gospel of Luke, we see it. He's also mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus from his father's side in Luke chapter 3. So these are real people. These are real events that happen. It's also quite interesting that those who are atheistic in their archaeology or their historical point of view don't know how to explain how the fossil record could have aquatic fossils or marine fossils be found the top of the Rocky Mountains and other places like that. Instead of referring to a flood, they don't absolutely want to say that word. So they will refer to this catastrophic aquatic event instead of a flood boy, they have to jump through some semantic hurdles to try to get away with not using the word flood when it's so obvious that the earth experienced a universal flood. And of course, that makes sense when you read it in the biblical account. There is Noah, there is his family, and there is them all going through this incredible event that God used to start over on the planet Well, let's go ahead and begin reading Genesis chapter 7 and verse 1. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters came on the earth, And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the seventh month, On that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them 
every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than fifteen cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. There are a number of supernatural aspects to what we read here about the flood. Certainly the God of creation could cause any of these things to happen. We serve a supernatural God. We serve a God who speaks and the world comes into existence. So for us to believe that God could cause a flood to come on the earth, that God could cause animals to come to the ark and exist on that ark for as long as they did, how could that happen? Well, we serve a God who is miraculous. So this is not a big deal for us to believe that God could do this. But it is interesting to discuss a number of the things that happened here. First of all, the animals that came on the ark, Noah didn't have to go out and gather them up. They were brought to the ark supernaturally by the Lord, male and female. God brought them to the ark. That would have included things like the dinosaurs. Some people question, well, how could the Bible be correct because it doesn't mention dinosaurs and Actually, it does. There are a couple of places where dinosaurs are mentioned, most notably in the book of Job. But certainly, dinosaurs were brought onto the ark. And you might say, well, what about some of these ferocious animals like lions or some of these dinosaurs and so forth? God brought them and certainly could have kept their mouths shut or certainly could have had them hibernate while they were on the ark. They could have been brought onto the ark in juvenile form. We don't know the answers to that, but again, these are questions that are easily answered when you just come to believe and accept that God is a God who just speaks and it happens. So this is not a big deal for us to believe that God could bring all of these animals onto the ark to provide for all the, their care while they were on the ark. And of course, Noah and his family did care for the animals while they were on the ark. And that God would preserve their life and then allow them to procreate once they were back off of the ark to repopulate the earth with all of their kinds. Again, the animals, the flying birds, the creepy crawly things on the ground. 
the aquatic life was not necessarily impacted by the flood, but all the animals on the ground or in the air, all of them died except for those who were a part of Noah's great party on the water there in the ark. It's interesting to note as well, particularly from verse 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day all the springs of the deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. So there were two main water events that happened here. One was the the great canopy of water that was above the sky pre-flood, that was opened up and all of that water then descended onto the ground from there, all the rain, 40 days and 40 nights. But then also the springs of the great deep burst forth. So there must have been some sort of shift in the earth's crust to allow these springs that were below the ground to all of a sudden be able to open up. And all of this water, this huge amount of water that basically reorganized the whole planet, if you will, for after the flood, once the floodwaters began to recede, were certainly different than pre-flood. The atmosphere would have been different. That's why the easiest example of why some of the largest creatures and dinosaurs did not survive after the flood over the long term because the atmosphere was so different that many of them began to die off as a result of that. We see that the mountains were covered up, verse 20, the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits, or about 23 feet, that the waters rose above the highest of the mountains. So this was a significant amount of water there was nothing that would be able to survive that over any length of period of time. And so all of the population of the planet, both the animal kingdom and all of human life, perished in the flood. All of those humans were deserving of that kind of punishment. Only Noah and his immediate family were considered righteous or blameless in that whole generation Certainly, if there was anyone else alive who was living for God or walking with him in any way, they would have also been preserved. But that gives you an indication of just how wicked this civilization had become. And God was grieved by the amount of sin. And so God took this action to start over with Noah and his family. So all the people, all the animals wiped from the earth and it rained and it flooded for 150 days, verse 24. That's amazing. Now tomorrow, as we dive into chapter 8, we'll see more details of what happened after the flood and the waters beginning to recede and Noah sending out birds. And we'll see all of that tomorrow on our next edition of Daily in the Word. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and close our time to today in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your word and for this story of the flood with Noah and how disturbing it all is. And Lord, we recognize that your heart surely was grieved by all the wickedness and all the sin. And we look at our world and we see all of it as well. And we wonder how much time do we have left? 
But Lord, we also remember we have been given a Savior. A Savior has come to this world to pay the penalty for our sin, and we rejoice in that, and we trust in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Lord, I pray that we would remember all of this wickedness that we see, that you are coming again, and you will bring all of this evil, all of this wickedness to its conclusion. And in the end, when the story of this planet comes to its final conclusion, you will prevail. You have already prevailed. We know the end of the story, and we're so thankful and you will make all things right once again. And there will be a new heavens and a new earth with all of those, including us who are believers, with all those who have trusted you as Savior. And there, there will be no more sin, no more hardship, no more heartache, no more pain, no more sorrow. And we can't wait for that day, Lord. We look forward to it. Until then, Lord, may we live as lights in the communities that we live in. May we represent you well, share the gospel with those who need to hear it. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we ask all of these things in your Son's precious name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening today here on Daily in the Word. We hope that you are enjoying your time as we make our way through the book of Genesis. We hope to see you again next time. And until then, have a great day. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.